Hey. What? <laughs> hey to the listener. Oh. Hey, it's uh, Blurry Photos. I'm David Flora. I'm David Stacko. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Great. <laughs> another uh, another flawless <laughs> take And off. we're off to the races. <laughs> uh, great, yeah. Uh, this is Blurry Photos. Welcome. Welcome back. If you're coming back, welcome here if you're, if you're coming here. Uh, and if not, then uh, to hell with you. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> That's a pretty much all welcome with an asterisk. Otherwise, to hell with you. <laughs> We got a we got a, a crazy good episode for you lined up. We're gonna actually just jump into this monstrosity. Oh man, yeah, we have got we we have we kicked the devil in the shin on this one. That's right. We're not messing around at all. Today we are bringing you the taxonomy of ghosts. That's right. Uh, what the different varieties of ghosts are, what make them mm-hmm. unique and different. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in uh, the ghosts that we are familiar with, we're going global. Other all countries, the ghosts, the difference between ghosts and demons. Yep. We, we got all that good stuff because deep down in your subconscious, that little amygdala of yours is being like, what? what? What's this ghost? What's this mean? Where's the specter? Why can't I sleep? Your amygdala sounds like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how amygdalas work. We have gotten a ton of awesome input. Uh, from our Facebooks. Yeah, we tried tried something a little different yeah, this episode. Yeah, we tried fishing for some information and we came up huge. Huge. This episode brought to you by Kenneth Height. <laughs> we'll yeah, one of, one of your friends uh, <laughs> opened up a hornet's nest yeah. worth of information. He, and... brought, the, he brought the madness. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've got some questions from, from some uh, listeners and fans that uh, I think we'll, we'll address towards the end here after we get through this awesome. list. So... Let me let me start out with a with a quote for you. Ooh, how about that? This is from. It's uh, not from your amygdala, is it? Because I've had about all of that I can take. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> Next section. Uh, no, this is from uh, a, a Spanish movie. I, I think it's Spanish. Uh, called The Devil's Backbone, Ooh. and I, I just thought it was really cool. So uh, let me lay this on you. Uh, the quote is: "What is a ghost? An emotion?" A terrible moment condemned to repeat itself over and over? An instant pain, perhaps? Something dead which appears at times alive? A sentiment suspended in time? Like a blurry photograph? Like an insect trapped in amber? Pretty neat, huh? That's really good! And it's got our name in it! Yeah, it's got branding! (laughs) So, let's clarify ghost here uh, for you guys. A ghost basically is just a manifestation of, the, of a spirit uh, mm. of the dead. Yeah, and, it's like, uh, like the soul bereft of a body. Yeah, it's got, it's got some roots uh, etymologically in the old English, ghast, which basically meant a soul or breath. And, the uh, German geist. The Germanic geist, yeah, which, which meant spirit. Uh, but people say ghost, they, they could be talking about any number of paranormal beings or, or entities. And normally they actually say, g-g-g-ghost! <laughs> but they, that's still the same thing. It still applies. Same, same thing, yeah. It doesn't matter how many times you try to say it <laughs> before you actually get it out. Uh, I, I would think of it this way. Saying dog when you're looking at a uh, golden retriever or you're looking at a Rottweiler or something mm-hmm. like that. You, you, you say dog, which it is a dog, but then there are different breeds of, of dog. Would you say that that's pretty accurate or yeah, is that yeah. stupid? No, and, and the similarities don't stop there. Some, like a banshee, some dogs never shut up. Oh, snap. 
Yeah, see? I could keep going, but we're not. <laughs> no time! No time! we got to get this train uh, moving. <laughs> so the question about a ghost, I think, uh, boils down to what causes a ghost to be a ghost, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, there's no hard and fast rule on, in a lot of this stuff. Ghosts are an experimental science at best, I think, Would right? Absolutely. And, you know, and even, even that quote kind of has that, that initial schism in it of, is, a, is the ghost... A functioning soul with mm-hmm. a, with thoughts and an agenda, or is it you know? And as it is, some people explain the phenomenon like just an electromagnetic um, anomaly. It, yeah, and yeah. that that is stuck in a place, and it is just it's just a record that plays itself over and over with no will behind it. Right. I think for the purposes of this evening that we're just going to go with the soul approach because it makes things more fun. It, it does. It does, and less bad for the ghost, which that's that's nice and positive. Right. Uh, exactly. So everyone has more fun <laughs> if the if the ghost has an agenda. Right. <laughs> some of, some of the questions that that have been asked about a ghost is it is it some is it a soul or a spirit that didn't transition forward? You know, didn't didn't step into the light or go into yep. the tunnel or whatever the the thing after uh, the moment of death. Uh, does it have unfinished business? Is that what's you know? Is it is it uh, willingly staying in this plane of reality, even though it doesn't exist on this plane of reality in a body in a corporeal? Right. Yeah. Body? That that decision. That that is it. Is it something? Is it is the ghost a further victim after die after mm. dying? Is it trapped or mm-hmm. is it willing willingly staying around to right. complete? Whatever it wants to do. Or as you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> is it an imprint that's caused by uh, maybe extreme emotion or mm-hmm. a, a trauma or something? And, and it's it's so uh, extreme that it literally imprints itself electromagnetically, maybe, yeah. um, on that particular moment, location, you know, something that, that causes it to, to replay the same thing over and over which which isn't that uh, uh far-fetched 90 i mean the living do that people go through a traumatic event and they stay there yeah they they stay there emotionally and mentally i mean like in most of the time it's hilarious like uncle rico you know it's he's still wearing like his 1983 shirts and stuff <laughs> people find those times in their lives that they either like a lot or or, or terrible, and they just get stuck there. It's true. So I guess it's it's entirely plausible that death does not stop such a thing. It's it's true, and uh, that's the same thing with you. You've heard of people falling in love when they've experienced a traumatic event together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, two people find I guess solace in each other, but it it leaves an imprint on them enough to where only love can. You know, I I I agree with you. I felt like Speed was the love story of the nineties. It's <laughs> the, screw the nineties <laughs> forever. Love story of the 21st century. <laughs> it crossed the millennium. Uh, so, because this isn't such a, a specific science, it's going to be hard not to sound like a raging jackass through this whole uh, thing. Let's not worry about that. We haven't until now. <laughs> uh, you haven't until now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> what I've done is, is, from the research, from looking into this stuff, I've basically boiled down three kinds of classifications of of ghosts, or maybe three categories that we could put each example uh, of this ghost type into. Now, these aren't, like I said, uh, hard and fast, uh, that this is how it is. This is how it, you know, what what the world at large or paranormal experts say it is. There's a lot of uh, different opinions and and beliefs (laughs) in the paranormal 
science of it. Yeah, and when those people get their podcast, they can do it how they want. It's true. <laughs> I bet there's a bunch of those out there. Yeah, we exactly. We're about to get our asses kicked. <laughs> Ernie and Trayvon. Yeah. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> uh, so the classifications that uh, I kind of cobbled together were, uh, number one, intelligent uh, ghosts. Mm-hmm. Th- these are ghosts that can communicate with you or that uh, they can interact with their environment. They can be good or evil. I guess yeah. most of these ghosts can be good or evil. It, right. It's not really a thing. But that's intelligent. So an example there would be like your Swayze ghost from the movie of the same name. Oh, yeah. Swayze. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with an example of every ghost you mention. This that's that's going to be my job. This is great. I'll, I'll help you with a couple of them, but not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a residual category would be number two. Residual means that uh, it's, it's a scene or an image that's played out uh, over and over like a film loop, like we were saying earlier. Right, right. I think, I guess I'd say traditionally, a residual ghost pays no attention to the observer and, and makes no real... It does not regard its surroundings. As... Yeah, it, it it's it doesn't pay attention and it and it doesn't uh, yeah it doesn't have any regard for for anything that's around it. So it may not even know that it's being observed if it has any thought to to know at all. So a uh, good example that's your, your classic uh, free floating full torso vaporous apparition um, from Ghostbusters the the librarian. Well, but she, oh, but she does notice him when yeah. she yeah she she yeah she turns uh turns up the the heat on him. Damn bit. it. Uh, good try though. Yeah, um, this would be well. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get into uh, we'll get into examples, you know, more specifically here in a minute. But think of your uh, um, flying Dutchman. Yeah, your your flying Dutchman. The the ship, the ghost ship. I'll think about my flying Dutchman. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the ghost ship that that's doomed to sail. You know, the the mists of the, of the yeah. sea. And it, it just basically, if if you see a Dutchman, it's it's a, it's bad luck, it's a bad omen. Yeah. But it could sail just right through you and your ship, whatever you know. If you're if you're on if you're standing there looking at it, it, it could go right through you. It could pass you. It, it makes no effort to interact with you at all. Yeah. Ghost Train, Ghostbusters too. Ghost Train. Sure. Ooh, that was close. Sure. And the third uh, the third type I've got is, and this one I, I took some liberties with, uh, an energy manifestation. This Ooh. it's a it's basically what it is a physical manifestation of of spirit or uh, positive or negative energy. You know what though I, I you, you've got the the like I don't know if that counts face on but I think that totally counts. I think that's a huge amount of people's interactions with spirits or ghosts. It's a non-specific. It's a a really sharp feeling and sometimes you know like I I love watching those shows that are on all through the month of October like on Discovery Channel about this this non-specific just blur that oh, moves through yeah. a room you know or. That those feelings of cold and dread that move over people. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that's a completely legitimate category. Okay, so cool. I, I think you. I think you nailed it. Cool. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the ones I put in there uh, hold up. So let's let's go on and get into types of uh, types of ghosts here. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll explain them a little bit and then we'll we'll, we'll categorize them. Yeah. Let's let's work through this. Yeah. Uh, number one, I've got here an apparition. Okay, you've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is your your most common, I think, uh, ghost type. It's, this is your entry level ghost yeah. people. 
<laughs> you don't have a big budget. You don't you don't know what you want to do. Just this is the get to work and back. <laughs> this is the one you start your your game with yeah. before you get the upgrades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it, usually, this one is is classified as residual. I would I would say you'll see apparitions in in uh, normal actions. This this is the the loop that's played out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing the stuff that they you know did in in their life. It usually doesn't interact with with people and apparitions can be broken down even more into you know subcategories of apparitions of which I won't do but this is uh, this is your flying dutchman or uh, maybe a, a battle that that took place mm-hmm. and uh, they hear like the distant cries or something on a foggy night or could be yeah um know. yeah i'm just making things up over here that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> You go to Gettysburg on a cold, on a hot summer's night, and uh, <laughs> you see uh, you you see the you know people people fighting forms uh, usually uh, pretty transparent, but they're they're definitely they definitely have uh, human features and, and look like you know if if you knew any of them they would probably be familiar with you, but these uh, they're usually ghosts of of you know long dead people or or things that happened. Kind of like uh, your 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 old mansion or hotel ghost that yeah. someone sees just kind of makes its way down the hallway and then it's gone again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall is is one of them. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Next up, we got Phantom. A lot of stuff that you're going to find when you try to look up this stuff: lists, ghost, apparition, phantom, specter. They're all it. It just groups them all together. But there's there's a little difference in in each of them. Phantom comes from the Greek phantasma. It closely resembles the living and is often mistaken for the living uh, until they like walk through a wall or just straight up disappear. Until the cool giveaway scene. Right. This is all based on movies. Why Why is everything I think about ghosts based on movies? Because that's, that's how it's been done. Because I'm illiterate. <laughs> These ghosts, I, I think, can fall under both residual and intelligent. Because mm-hmm. they interact, they communicate. But they're usually from... Uh, a tragic event or, or a person that, you know, had trauma at the time of death, something like that. So there's that residual. Yeah, exactly. Even the ghost might not be aware that it is residual. True. And it's interacting with you. Like I said, like, the example I keep hearing that I know a lot about are things like old mansions or hotels. And you, you have like the, the butler or, or the cleaning person mm-hmm. who's who comes through and they, they're just doing their business and maybe even, like you said, interacting with you and you're not even instantly aware but you hear those stories like, I at first it didn't connect that they're wearing very old clothes. Right. You know, like the style was just kind of weirdly old and formal or something like that. Yeah. You know, those kind of interactions that you hear stories about. Yeah. Or maybe there's something that, that's not quite right. You can't, can't put your finger on it until like they leave the room and then you you're like oh wait i forgot to tell you this and then you go in the hall and they're not there right and there's no way they could have gotten down the hall yeah exactly uh another another example of a phantom would be uh, a hitchhiker you know one of those hitchhikers you pick up in the middle of the night and it's like some girl who's drenched in rain you know uh, it, from the rain and stuff she's like i just need to get home it's two miles down the road and, and maybe maybe you sit there you know going home and you you try to make small talk but she yeah. doesn't say a word and, and it's just kind of like okay this is it's kind of weird but you know i'm doing a good deed here and then you pull up to their house and, and you turn you're like uh is this the one you turn back and she's gone yeah now, uh, here's, here's a, a movie example. You ready? Large Marge, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Although she was deliberately trying to scare the crap out of Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Large Marge. Awesome. 
<laughs> so then we got Spectre. A Spectre uh, believed to be the etheric remnants of a person after death. So this is this is. Uh, it may sound a little, you know, like we're re- repeating a little bit, but... Uh, I feel like, is... yeah, there, there's going to be some repetition, but this is also like a, a color scale as you're right. going from the completely uh, oblivious to us to the more and more willing to interact or otherwise yeah. F with us. Right, right. You know, and there is, yeah, there's a little gradient. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. And this was uh, Spectre, I, I think, usually a darker, shadowy form of, of the person. Tends to be scary mm-hmm. uh, or a bit scarier, you know? <laughs> But uh, but not typically dangerous to to the the living. Uh, so I would say uh, this one would would be a, a residual. Yeah. In in the residual category, and I, I'm not sure. I get the I get the idea that it, they they maybe fade after a while. They uh, you know it, it it's right after right after death. You you you'll see a specter, and then maybe you know in a week or two it, you you stop seeing. Just it. Just let like it do that. its thing for a while. In uh, in D and D, specters can drain the life and uh, turn turn the living into specters. Really? And uh, that radiator just popped. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's starting to get chilly. It's October. <laughs> um, no, you know, like D and D, everything kills you in D and D. Hey, good point. Moving on from D and D. Seriously, it's like uh, it's like we got our own uh, it's our own next ghost, a poltergeist. Oh yes, poltergeist. Uh, pop, pretty popular. In fact, uh, a lot of the stuff that I read makes poltergeist its own category, which I think it's kind of given a little too much to the poltergeist because it's still a type of ghost. There's not yeah. like different types of poltergeist per se. I don't think. I just always saw them as particularly. I mean, like they're they're characterized by the, by their interaction with the physical environment. They yeah. ring bells. They break windows. Toss they, stuff around. Yeah, make messes. They're like the rambunctious children. Yeah, they're unseen, but they're really disruptive and, and a destructive entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's German for noisy spirit. That's what poltergeist uh, means. They cause noises, mischief. They they can even uh, physically attack the living in terms of like bites, bruises, pull pulling on on uh, stuff. The funny thing is, I, I saw a lot of information that there's a thought that they may be a manifestation of energy connected with a female adolescent mm-hmm. and 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 connected specifically to that to that female. That explains the door slamming <laughs> kids these days. So that's uh, that's yeah. kind of weird, huh? And then and then they're like it it goes away after they you know after they get a little older not not even much older like yeah a month or two that and that's and that is interesting I mean because that that draws into this whole possibility of of like ghosts aging I mean you know like that or or the whole route of like psychokinesis from humans from living from living beings you know? yeah. I would I would almost say that in that case wouldn't that be almost a, kind of like the remnant idea of that energy being along of you know rambunctious kids growing up oh. you know I yeah having too much of that energy or maybe pent up or something and right. and it releases psychokinetically hmm. yeah uh, so if you take the 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 previous definition of it I, I'd say I would put it in an intelligent in the intelligent category. Yeah, since it kind of knows it's it's messing with people. But if you take that adolescent young person, then it's an energy manifestation. Yeah, so, I I think it's the former. I would be more inclined to believe it's the former because it's it's interacting, it's doing things. Yeah, yeah, and and not and always always not helpful things. Yeah, 
Yeah. They don't make beds. No. The, the sheets are all torn off. Yeah. If they do make a, a great cup of coffee, though. <laughs> um, next one I got, uh, a shade. Okay. Now, traditionally, uh, a shade is it's Greek for the spirit that resides in Hades. It could also be a negative life force, which uh, makes it malevolent. Yeah, you never hear of a shade does not, you know, somewhat like a specter. Like those have a connotation. You can even hear that scale as you list the different kinds of ghosts from an apparition mm-hmm. to a shade. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, shades. I, I had trouble finding finding good stuff on on shades, but they're one of the oldest known recording of of ghosts uh, because the ancient Greeks believed in them, and, and you know they they thought, well, you can go to the underworld and and um, see the shades. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you know, if you're you're a hero, maybe you can try to bring one back if you're uh, yeah. Orpheus. <laughs> yeah, if you are so inclined. You're so inclined, but um, yeah, there, there's also the thought that they could be uh, um, kind of uh, kind of a bad thing in a in a way, like you yeah. said, like a specter. But only maybe this one does mean some ill intent. And I, I always I get the impression, and, and I don't know where this would be corroborated but like the shade is usually attached to a person almost hmm. that, that, that there's a like that ghost that energy is there for one person maybe as like revenge or yeah uh, or just any strong connection that just keeps them around and kind of messing with things they can't let that person go for oh, one yeah. reason or another and and i think we see that um as we get into these some more too i think mm-hmm. that's a good point for for a lot of these it's that unfinished business or yeah. that strong connection, yeah, that, that keeps them and almost traps them in a way. Uh, the next one I got is a shadow. Now, this this one, uh, you, you stay stay on the horse here with me. Um, <laughs> dark humanoid forms that uh, it's it's almost like a black mist, but it's mm-hmm. it's got a humanoid shape. Now, a lot of people will talk about shadow people, yeah, being you know sort of like this. I don't think that in terms of ghosts. A shadow is a shadow person. I think that's its own podcast that we should go it to. It is, and, and, we and I will. don't think. Yeah, I don't think that they're. I, I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent I think that those are two very distinct, although some sharing some similarities, but just coincidentally, two yeah. very different entities. Yeah, I mean, I, shadow for a ghost is probably the best description of it. Mm-hmm. Shadow person is a, a description of it too, although it's it's going to be. A shadow person could be a, an interdimensional being. It right. could be... You're getting uh, into Mothman re- times yeah, with a shadow person. Yeah, it could be a, a reptilian. It could be <laughs> injured cold. Who knows? Could be a stack of pumpkins. <laughs> could be. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we, we will definitely have a shadow person yeah. podcast because those things are creepy as hell. But for a shadow, for a ghost shadow, uh, these are usually attached to a certain location. Right. And these are the things that people wake up in the middle of the night and they see... Something standing in the doorway, mm-hmm. or something is standing right beside them in the bed. Just you, they can tell it's looking at them, but it's just this form, this yeah. black, black form. That and thing that you see and you've already looked away before you register, and when you look back, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Or you get this uh, sense of dread, but I mean, obviously, because there's a, a friggin' black person shadow that's yeah obviously staring at you and just came out of nowhere right and then it you know it walks out of the doorway uh into the hall to where you can't see it and then maybe you get up to be like is this something i need to call the cops on what is this thing and then nothing's there you know which is worse if you see something walk out of out of your bedroom and you decide to pursue it and then it's not there that's worse 
I know you wouldn't think so, but it is. Oh, I think so. That's like that's like seeing a giant spider, and when you go to get something to kill it, and you come back, and then it's gone. It's gone. Bah! <laughs> Worst scenario ever. And you just know it's it's right behind. Oh your man, head. it's looking at you. It's <laughs> plotting. So uh, they're they they usually don't communicate these mm-hmm. the ghost shadows. Uh, they're definitely felt, but uh, but don't communicate. So I think that makes them residual. Some kind of residual in, in energy, and I've heard stories of this might be somebody somebody's living in a house or an apartment where you know somebody died a violent death or was mm-hmm. murdered or something, and they'll wake up and then and then something will you know and, and it just happens to be the room they were murdered in yeah you know, something like that. Good luck sleeping tonight, special listeners. <laughs> yes. Anything else you got, uh, Shadow? On the shot, no. I mean, it is. I, I agree with you. I think that it is more of a residual type of entity. You don't ever. The interaction is is all. It's almost as though they want to be seen and then they're out. Yeah. Like they're they're they're, they're just waiting kind for you to open them. your eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then they and then they leave. You know, that's that's the the typical interaction with a shadow. You don't ever hear about them sticking around, or you don't, you know, whip your head back to look and they're still there. Like those <laughs> things. You know. Yeah, and they and none of them do the like, oh crap, and, like, yeah, get out. They just kind of want to be seen, and then they move on. Yeah. So the next one I got mm-hmm. a haunt, or if you're from the south, a haint. <laughs> no way. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh a man, uh, it's a spirit that's particularly restless, mm-hmm. and it can uh, it can be scary, but uh, but not always uh, dangerous. They're, these are usually location oriented as well. These are the the type that you know might uh, inhabit a, a house, like a like I just said. Maybe maybe something violent happened there or something. But these are the the adverb area of of the paranormal where you get haunts and spooks. You know, like they, <laughs> their, their name is what they do. Yeah, yeah, basically. And and unlike a shadow person, uh, you can you can usually tell some features of, of a haunt and then they can maybe change those features up if they want to, you know, turn up the gas on the on the scary factor a little bit. Or... And, and you know, with, with with haunts, there's also that, that blurry line that, I mean, obviously there's the connection to a haunted house. And in, in a lot of cases, they say there are more than one ghost haunting a particular location, which mm-hmm. is interesting. If there's any special thing about the location or just that was a place where a lot of bad things happened. Mm, yeah. um, and you wonder, you know, that, that changing of their appearance, is that a changing of appearance? If you and I are both haunting the same Playboy mansion and then they see you and then they see me and they think, oh, that must be the same ghost and changed his appearance. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I look forward to haunting the Playboy mansion as well. <laughs> You're going to see some heft, though. I got. I, I'm tanned it up front before we choose not to cross over. You're going to see some half. Well, you take the good with the bad when you're dead, I guess. Yeah, although and also, I guess statistically speaking, he'll be a ghost too by then. I think if he's not already. Yeah. So the, these things, I think, are definitely residuals. Yeah. But besides the fact they they can interact with their environment, I think, but mostly it's just you see them. They're scary, but they don't really communicate. This one, I, this one toes the line, right? I was going to say I'm I I was going to disagree with you on the on the residual, but you're right. It, it's right on the line because there's always this attempt to infer their agenda. Mm. It's never clear that people who are dealing with a haunt are always, you know, oh, what do you want from me? And you know, there's there's attempts to exercise that mm. work for a little while, or they don't. There's or it a, really pisses them off, right? Or yeah. there's attempts to just reach a middle ground, you know. And there are plenty of people who live in haunted houses. They're like, no, you know, it was spooky for a while, but he's just 
just my rambunctious little helper. You know, like <laughs> there are people who reach that, and you, you're right. Like you don't know if they just want to be cool with the inhabitants of the house, or if they were just doing what they're doing anyway. Yeah, it is. It is right on the line. But That's I, and I if I was going to, if I have to put my vote, though, I'd put it into the intelligent side. Okay. Mostly because, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's more fun that way. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I see. And uh, a haint. <laughs> a haint can also... It, it's also morphed kind of into a term for uh, um, a raging bitch. Really? Or, yeah, or, or like a she-devil kind of thing. Your Aunt Susan is a haint. Such a haint, y'all. Oh, man! That is I can't awesome. believe that haint took my boyfriend. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's that's what I read. Oh my god, I love that. Haint. Cool. I'm using that. I, I am using that. It doesn't sound that bad. I mean, there are worse things to call. Uh, yeah. Next time, use your blinker, you dirty haint. <laughs> okay, I take that back. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You dirty hate. <laughs> it sounds awful and awesome. Man, look at the haints up in here. <laughs> Some nasty ass haints up in here. Oh man. Uh, clip and save, listeners, clip and save. Uh so then that brings us to Banshee. Yeah. Now Haint to Banshee hate is a short, Banshee. short trip. Um Haint Kevin Bacon Banshee. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, so a banshee is a female spirit in Irish and Scottish folklore mm-hmm. whose uh, unearthly wails foretell of an impending death of uh, a certain family's uh, family member. Mm-hmm. They're, they're attached to certain families in traditionally Ireland. So I guess not, not everybody, you know, not, not anybody could hear a banshee wail. When one wails, it is literally only that person's family that... They can hear members of that family can hear it, and it's it's a, a terrible screechy screechy wail. I, I've heard that it can you know cause your ears to bleed, it can mm-hmm. shatter glass, it can drive some people insane if they hear it. I've heard all kinds of things. A banshee can appear as a hag, as an old crone, uh, or a uh, beautiful young woman, or maybe you know uh, in between, some, yeah. somewhere in between, a moderately attractive middle aged woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Several several banshees wailing at once foretells of a great person's death. Someone who's very important and a banshee choir. Sure. So so yeah, this is uh, this one. This one's a pretty popular one, and there there's also some there's debate as to whether or not this one would be considered a ghost. Uh, but I think I, I for my intents and purposes, I would put it as a as a ghost and an intelligent ghost. Because it's it's a spirit, and as to the origins of, of where they, they came from, there's quite a bit to, to banshees, uh, because Irish families had uh, women that, that would basically professionally wail at funerals and, and things like, and wakes. They're so good at that stuff. And um, Not the wailing, but just, just like the, the cool yeah. uh, rituals and stuff. Yeah. So it could be one of these ladies that, you know, that was good at that. I read that it could be a, a woman that died giving birth. Oh could, yeah, could then turn into a banshee, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's, it could be anything. And you, you know, we'll we'll get to it uh, in a little bit. But that that theme of of women who die in childbirth comes back. Mm. I mean, manner of death is a big thing. So that's sure. not just the Irish culture that has that. Sure. Uh, so then it brings us to a revenant. Uh, a revenant, uh, 
often wicked people who return from the dead to fulfill a special goal or desire, maybe like revenge or something like that. Their spirit is uh, strong enough to reanimate their corpse. Yeah. And I kind of have to say this one is is maybe a cousin of the ghost. Not a real because it's a it's a physical corpse. Right, yeah, because it becomes corporeal. Right. But it's it's motivated by this strong spirit that has moved on but comes back because of the will of its emotion. Yeah, you get this is this is a good thing to d- discuss right here. Is like this not quite a ghost category. Revenant is an excellent mm-hmm. uh, example because it, it, the fact that it is it, it is physical that you can reach out and touch it mm-hmm. kind of messes. I mean, this is the same idea with uh, the golem. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a spirit put into something and animated. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you get also like zombies. Oh, sure, sure. You know, like they're possessed of a of a an agenda of sorts. You know, <laughs> but no one would think a zombie's a ghost. No one thinks a right. golem's a ghost. And I think that while it gets closer to the edge of the of the zone, I it think a revenant. Falls. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to bring bring that up too. It's it's kind of like an intelligent zombie in a way. Yeah, because it, it it knows what it's what it's doing at that point. It's not just a, a brain eating machine. A lich. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Wow. No one thinks a lich is a ghost at all. That's its own animal. I would even... Oh, man. Gosh. I I might say that a a lich would be closer to a ghost than a revenant, but our D&D friends can can help us debate this one. Kenneth Height! (laughs) Please! Uh, Usually, revenants, I think, are malicious. They intend harm to the living. Yeah, that is a vengeance spirit. That is a... They definitely have some to do so i i think this one is uh, an intelligent category if we categorize it as a as, as a ghost uh they can be defeated if you're ever running into one they can be defeated by decapitation or burning or um uh, take out their heart see boom we're right back to zombie town vampire town really at, yeah. at that point yeah yeah so then we move on to the wraith uh the wraith is a is a pretty fearsome foe wraith the word is scottish in origin it's basically a, in another word for ghost that they had. But uh, Wraith has come kind of to mean... And, and it's different based on your location. That's that's the, the fun thing with Wraith. It could be a, a, another spirit of vengeance, but it's not, not exactly... Uh, it, it, in this case, it doesn't have to be a former uh, living being. It could be born of pure rage or revenge and controlled by a, a greater spirit or entity. Depending on where you're from, it could be a double of an existing person and an omen of that person's imminent death. So um, that that creeps into doppelganger territory. Right, right. Wraiths are usually humanoid, uh, sh- shrouded in maybe a tattered cloak or you know some dark thing where they have maybe a hood up or something and, and nothing but darkness instead right. of a face. Or you get into also that that, that same thing as uh, as Ken pointed out the spectral hands those things those, oh, yeah yeah the, the just the disembodied portion that you see that is you know the the, the finger that points to doom your soul those yeah. kind of things those things are freaky that the story of the hands on the the highway where the uh, you'd be driving down you know out in something like New Mexico Arizona and one of those long stretches through the desert. Uh, and it's it's late at night, but you have to drive through. You know, truckers tell tell stories like this. They're they're driving along, kind of zoning out a little bit, and then they just they feel something tickling the back of their neck, and they kind of reach up, and all of a sudden these hands start choking them, and 
they try to turn around, see, you know, is there somebody in the truck? Nobody's there. It's just hands choking them. And finally, the hands let go, or they just disappear. And, you know, the trucker's just left like, what the hell just happened? And there's physical evidence of harm that has been done to them. That's the that's what the spectral hands are. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, that that is a nasty ghost. And honestly, what kind of ghost picks on truckers? <laughs> a ghost that, that has no afterlife. Yeah, or a ghost that got hit. Get an afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, or a ghost that some somebody a trucker hit somebody right, yeah, hit and a, knocked them out of their hands. Yeah, <laughs> knocked their hands. They were like <laughs> leaning one arm, just kind of like riding the wind, and trucker comes by. Oh, that hand swears vengeance upon all truckers. Somebody is like in a in a drug induced, <laughs> and they're just like going out like one to hug the world, but mm-hmm. they just stumble upon the highway, and then bam, and then. It just severs the hands, and the hands just kind of drop to the ground. Yeah. All right, enough of that. Uh, so First the, movie ever. <laughs> uh, the Wraith, uh, also, they have long, sharp fingers. Um, uh, Wraith is another uh, fun <laughs> D&D character for our, our yeah. D&D fans out there. They drain the life from the living and can make them Wraiths as well. But um, I think for Wraith, because there's so much stuff that says it's, it's such a, a being of pure hate and rage and, and revenge and stuff, I think this is an energy manifestation as opposed to uh, coming from a, a living being or soul. I, I, I could go with that. I don't see anyone leaving and coming back and saying, well, my job is just to fuck with people now. Like, yeah. I mean, there uh, are. Revenants. Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I would go with that. I would say that is a, 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 a coalescing of a lot of negative energy that yeah, yeah. I, would, I, I would agree with that I like that yeah and the, the thing is uh, I, I don't know that I've I, I, I haven't heard very much of it being a double or doppelganger of, of somebody that, that they see a wraith and then it's like oh no and you know they're, they're about to die I, I've heard of it more of being you know this the spirit of, of vengeance and stuff interesting that it's it could be controlled by a greater spirit or, or entity you know yeah it makes me wonder what, what the hell that is <laughs> And that, that control by a greater spirit or energy, you know, has that, that the colloquial, the, the death fetch, oh, um, you know. You want to jump to a fetch, huh? Well, I got, I got that, I got that from Ken. I'm, I'm doing nothing but quoting Ken Height. I, this is the best. Now, Ken, Ken is your, fr- your friend, right? Yes. Ken, Ken is a friend of yours who's very well versed in, uh, in this, this type of thing. I, I, you know, he had better listen to this because I'll say this, uh, Ken is actually one of the smartest people I've ever met mm-hmm. and, uh, he, uh, is a writer and he is also a huge HP Lovecraft. I mean, to say a fan or aficionado does not cover it. He's, oh. he's a source of knowledge on the man and his works. That's um, awesome. and so he is exceedingly knowledgeable about these things and, uh, yeah, he's he's a great resource for this kind of discussion. Sweet, sweet. Ken, you'll have to write in after listening to this and uh, tell us either how big a jackass uh, we both are or uh, I am. Um, uh, just You could leave that part out. I don't want to know. <laughs> or but, or maybe uh, maybe we're doing a, a good service for mankind. Yeah. Who knows? Well, you know, and, and maybe, maybe at some point I'll clean up this apartment and we can have a guest on. That'd be great. Yeah. Since you mentioned Fetch, let's, yeah. let's go to that. A Fetch is a ghost... Double of a living person. So here's ah! your doppelganger that's, yeah. that's more, more in line with what a doppelganger is. Doppelganger being German for double goer. Uh, basically, it's just an exact uh, copy or twin of, uh, of a person. Some people call them evil twins. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, could be something that 
But sometimes they don't have goatees, so it's very difficult to tell. That's when they mess with people. That's the thing. They, they're, they're considered an ill omen. Maybe an omen of, of the, the person who sees their doppelganger. Maybe it's their death that's, that's coming up, kind of like we said with the wraith. But uh, these, these fetches, they, they have no reflection. Uh, they're, they're pretty mischievous. They like causing trouble. They like the haunting type of, of stuff, you know, just kind of scaring, scaring people to, to scare people in a way. Yeah. Uh, could be, like I said, could be an evil twin. Um, and, and they like to mess with people, get inside people's, uh, their double's heads, yeah. maybe plant ideas, things like that. It's, it's real, real, real creepy stuff. So I, I would put this into intelligent. Yeah. Intelligent oh, category. absolutely. Yeah. In my mind, the litmus for intelligent is that they have a, like a thing they're trying to achieve. Yeah. I mean, e- even if you want to boil it down even further, just the ability to communicate or yeah. interact with the living, really. Yeah. So then we get a Dybbuk. Now, uh, I had trouble with this one at first because when, when I read up on it, uh, at first a, a Dybbuk, and I think even... Well, a, a dibbuk is, is Hebrew for um, cleaving or, or, or clinging is, yeah. is what that means. But it's it's a wandering soul that, that seeks to inhabit a living person, uh, often with malicious intent, although mm-hmm. not always. The trouble I had was that early origins of it described it more as a demon. Yeah, I was gonna, I was just going to say that is something that I had always put into the demon bucket. Right. Um, and I was going to as well. But I was going to put the Dybbuk in a box. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't do there's, there's a legend. A magnificent, probably podcast-worthy discussion about a Dybbuk in a box. There's also, along with this legend, is immense bad luck when you bring it up. Yeah. Or even think about it. And it could happen to anybody. So... If we lose this episode, sorry. No, we have not expressly said the phrase that pays. We oh, have, we okay. have, we've danced around the edges of it. All right. I'll, uh, I'll buy into that only yeah. just because we had our superstition episode just last week. Exactly. The rabbis, the, you know, the, the Kabbalah, that stuff, they, they say they don't believe in, in uh, uh, demons. Mm-hmm. So they, they are more apt to believe in a soul that's lost or a soul right. that's wandering uh, around that's kind of where that's kind of how I slid it back over to into ghost town. So and, and that's and that's interesting that like almost echoing what we were saying uh, last week with the uh, the superstitions. It's one of those those kind of it, it depends on who's talking about it. You know, if right. if the person it, it, you if you don't have hell, you don't have demons. You know, or mm-hmm. or you know to that degree at least as far as I know. Sure. So that yeah, you're right. That uh, lives right right on the line there. Right on the line. And fall and... wherever you like. Yeah, and um, a lot mostly because of the the ability to possess the living. You know, you think of possessions, you think of uh, um, the exorcist. You know, demon right. from hell possessing stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the ghost possession. You you hear about it, but it's always very brief. Yeah, it's always oh, I I was I was compelled to to come into this room and do something, and then within minutes, it's it's over. You know, there's like that brief compulsion, and then it's gone. Yeah. Often you don't know that you've done it if you've been exactly. possessed. But. So uh, let's move on uh, real quick here. we got a, a what's called a vision, uh, a ghost that's called a vision. It's, it's just, uh, it boils down to an appearance to the dying of dead friends and relatives. This is, you, you see the light, and then you see grandma and grandpa waiting for you. You see uh, somebody that, that, uh, that you know that has died. That's welcoming you to the afterlife. It's something like that. Yeah. And 
this one, this one, this one's kind of. <laughs> This one borders on on hallucination, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's mean, yeah. probably scientific. You know, the, you, you you see it, and it's 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 doing a thing, and that it. I hate I hate this category, and I'll tell you why. It almost starts to pull the thread out of the sweater of everything else we've discussed already, yep. because you're like, well, no, I I saw it, and it right. was it was waving to me, it was communicating me, so that's a ghost, right? But because if you saw it in your kitchen. You know, yeah, that's a. It could be chemicals firing off and right. You know, and, and there's. I'll tell you, this is the thing with with visions is you have to look at the person seeing them. People who see ghosts are just going about their lives. People who have these visions, there's something very extreme happening in most of the cases. Like they're dying. They're yeah, <laughs> they're dying. They're under extreme stress. Trauma. Yeah. Something horrible has just happened. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's always a trigger. Yeah. yeah. And and again, you can just as easily say, "Well, that's what drew the vision to you." Yeah. But you, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. that. That's that is a uh, chicken of the egg, six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Call it as you like it. I mean, if if we have to call it ghosts, what would you say? Energy manifestation? Because could it be residual? I mean, I if they I, see you, man, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> we but don't if, have to. But if no, no, I do. I all do. Right, all right. If you have to call it a ghost, then it has to be intelligent. Oh, because okay. it's communicating to you. Yeah, I can see that. All right, and I hate that even more. I would. I'm. I'm going to file it for me. I'm going to file it under energy manifestation but i think i'm tainted by the hallucination yeah see know? i so, i think that's i think it's more about the viewer than the viewee yeah well yeah. Uh, that one's a that one's a dealer's choice for you yeah there you go <laughs> uh we don't get about... to tell you how to feel about that one <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome america <laughs> this uh this next one ectoplasm oh yeah here's, here's a popular one supposedly Ectoplasm is a substance or spiritual energy that's formed by physical mediums, people that communicate with the dead, when they're in a, a trance state. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like a seance or something. It's supposed to be kind of gauze-like, uh, which spirits use to drape over themselves to interact in the physical realm. It's what it what yeah. gives them a little bit of uh, meat on their bones, as it were. Uh, the problem is that it's complete bullshit. <laughs> Sung like Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's bunk. It's hokum. There were so many mediums that were busted, yeah. regurgitating things like cheesecloth or muslin that just maybe had some butter on it or something. Oh God! And then saying it was ectoplasm. And you know what? It's a perfect scam because who's going to want to closely investigate that? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's just. I'm communicating right now. Ectoplasm means it worked, right? And I mean, and this is this is a, a huge. There was a, a time when this was considered the year the really speaking with the dead. It was like a vogue. Thirties, forties. Yeah, this was a vogue of in in in, in in seances. Mm-hmm. That's how you knew you were really talking to a true medium yeah. because they could manifest ectoplasm. And that means they were pulling ectoplasm out of any place they could hide it. Any any orifice, they were they probably had their knees knocking on the table. Yeah, somebody underneath the table in a trap door, grabbing oh. people's legs. I mean, it's putting it's, butter on the muslin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's my new favorite euphemism. 
butter. <laughs> yeah, so ectoplasm, I mean, it's it doesn't even belong on the list because it is it's something... So, it's so yeah. dumb. Ghostbusters made it, uh, made it what it is. Right, yeah. If somebody blows their nose and you want to keep it, that's great. <laughs> I like their ectoplasm. Yeah, you actually get some gunk and, and slime and goo on you. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, which in that case would have to be an energy manifestation... But since it falls under uh, uh, the BS category, yeah. then we're just going to stamp that one with Creed and move on. Yeah, oh, the Creed stamp. The Creed stamp. <laughs> so then I got Will of the Wisp. Oh, right, right, Swamp guys. Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from English folklore. It's a ghostly light that's seen by travelers at night, mm-hmm. uh, usually around swamps or bogs. They look like lamps in the, uh, you know, kind of off... A little bit in the distance, not too far, but and if you approach them, they recede. And the legend goes that they they lure travelers off the path until they're completely lost, and then they they die either in the wilderness or swallowed up by the swamp. Yeah, drown in the swamp. Yeah, that's that's a that's a classic one. And that that was this one's interesting because this 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 was one of those topics that has tendrils into other areas yeah. of the occult. Yeah, um, you know the the ubiquitous. Uh, there's always. Everything swamp gas, every UFO sure. swamp gas, sure. um, ball lightning. Oh yeah, you know these kind of things that come up to explain not only unexplained lights like this, or but also UFOs. You know, there's oh, yeah, yeah. This and is it. It uh, sticks its foot in a, in a bunch of buckets here. Um, <laughs> it's foot this time, huh? I, I'm going no beeps for us. But if it is a if it is a spirit, is it is it a, is it a spirit of someone that died or fairies? You know, like what what could that be? I I would go with uh, residual energy, um, because that's the worst job for the afterlife. Nope, not crossing over, hanging out in a swamp, <laughs> messing up people's vacations. I, I wonder. I wonder if not necessarily a spirit, it could be an energy manifestation somehow. You yeah, know, maybe something is. Uh, also, they they go by different names. Uh, Hobby Lantern is is one of them, uh, and uh, Hinky Punk. <clears throat> That's the real thing. I love the word Hinky Punk. <laughs> hinky Punk is is a uh, Will of the Wisp. I like you that. know that word. Well, it's in uh, it's in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So then it brings us to a uh, tulpa, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Tibetan Buddhism concept of a being or an object which is created through sheer discipline in thought. This is uh, this is what's called a thought form, which is materialized thought that takes physical form. Pretty crazy. I, yeah, I mean this this I think this is like the the best friend of the the golem. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. It, cousin it, to the ghost. Yeah, it, it's not a ghost. I mean, it's not it's not a spirit. It's not Nothing, a dead. No yeah. one's died. No yeah. one's crossed over. This is this is just really cracking telekinesis. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know that's pretty just, pretty heavy handed telekinesis. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah I don't I don't think that really lives in the in the ghost realm, but uh, in the the Tibetan tradition, it's it's considered to be something that the people who train their their whole lives and focus can achieve. You know, sure. and, and in and in the Himalayas, that's a sometimes they they get out of hand. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, you know if you don't have enough discipline, they can you can lose control of them, and then they'll basically go off as if they were just another person. Getting out of there and, and yeah. going to live their own life. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Dad. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> Slam. Right? Yeah. Now you gotta you gotta raise a tulpa. <laughs> that's tulpas, <neat>. right? <laughs> but uh, that that's a great segue into people's other beliefs around the world. Yeah, let's the go. Way, I mean, 
We've got we got some amazing uh, suggestions of, of, of courses of uh, study from our Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hefelvora gave us this amazing uh, thing that I had never heard of from the faraway India. In in, in Indian culture, uh, the the go, the ghost is a boot, b h o o t, and then uh, within that is uh, the charail. And the, the boots are there. There's just much like we have a hundred different kinds of ghosts, right? Um, and it's 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 amazing. It's Sanskrit a uh, boot, uh, and it, it's a, a combination of words that mean past being. Mm. And the, the the commonality is that they they can all be kind of you know you can deal with them. You can defend yourself from boots. Uh, so are they all um, malicious, uh, malevolent? They're all delicious. Malicious and delicious. Well, yes, <laughs> I believe so. They all kind I of mean, intend harm, maybe. Yeah, they're they're certainly the the, the interesting thing is that they're they're very specific. Uh, and the the one that uh, Hethel told us about that I that I then subsequently read up on, which because it was so interesting, mm-hmm. was the charail. Mm-hmm. And the charail is set to capture men. It's a man trap ghost. <laughs> um, a charail appears as a beautiful woman. I'm listening. Uh, mm-hmm, exactly. Everything is awesome. Um, they are beautiful and they are alluring. Mm. And the only giveaway is that their feet face the other way. I'm running. You you'd think you are, but they're wearing a sari. Oh no! You can't see. How the can feet. I tell? Right, and by the time and I'm not a feet person, so I wouldn't look anyway. <laughs> right, and by the time the sari's gone, you're not looking at feet, Brosif. <laughs> but here's the fun thing: uh, uh, the the fun thing about a trail is that it's a long con. It's not you don't they don't just like like destroy your soul right then and there. They break you down one night with a trail. And you will end up impotent. Oh. They have stolen that from you. Worth it, bro? Is it worth it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, first of all, uh, you're impotent. Then... You get uh, uh, you get a, a fever, so you're now now you're sick and impotent. <laughs> no, and then yeah. don't stop there. No, I I can't stop there. And then this this over time, uh, your face changes. You you just wear this 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 look of horror mm-hmm. on your face. Uh, and not only that, yeah. <laughs> and if that's not enough yet, because everyone doesn't want to see the look of horror on your face. So there's this this rhythmic motion of the head, <laughs> and so so you really you're impotent. You're running a fever. You've got this look on your face, and your head's just ripping around and around and around. So you, there's no way you're blending in society, everyone. And everyone knows what you Everybody did. Knows. Everybody knows you made you went to bed with the trail. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Now. I, I I do think there are some interesting things about that. The fever, the uh, the rictus in the face. Mm. I think that there, if I was to guess, probably uh, some disease. Hmm. Uh, perhaps maybe a form of dengue fever or something like that. Uh, dengue fever has a lot of sharp muscle contractions. Mm. Um, but that and the, the 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 rhythmic motion of the head. These are it sounds like some nervous system type of stuff, right? Like a, some sort of hemorrhagic neurological fever kind of thing. You know, I, I don't know, but those those things sound almost symptomatic. Mm-hmm. And I do like that they were able to slap a little morality play on that. <laughs> yeah, um, put a ring on it, and if you put the ring on the finger and it just falls through the finger, probably uh, yeah. walk away. Not not for you. But uh, in general, um, just. Just uh, look down once in a while. Right. Yeah. Check the feet. Um, lift, lift that. Lift that skirt a little bit. And yeah. Check it out. <laughs> you know. You know. It's a good smooth move for this. Go dancing. 
You dip her while she's all like, wow, swoon. You're like, feet check. You're like, chew rail check. Uh." Also, when you dip a girl and her feet face backwards, it's a lot harder to dip them. That's a good point. Dancing in general, right? Right. So dancing is a great check. So... Men, dance. Get those shoes on. Dance with a lady first. Strap those blue suede on. Yeah, learn to dance. Save yourself a whole lot of problems. Because we're all going to know. You can't lie and be like, oh, I just have a cold. While your head's whipping around in a circle. We're all going to know what you did. Uh, Why why so scared, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to to some of the questions that we got on on Facebook books. About it. And, And I'll start with, what's the difference between a ghost and a demon? Mm-hmm. This comes to us uh, from our, our friend Shay. What's the difference between a ghost and a demon? And she mentions even the Dybbuk. Well, we covered the, yeah. covered the Dybbuk earlier. Uh, she also asks, are demons re- just really evil ghosts or apparitions? A demon and a ghost are not the same thing. No. A demon, uh, to me anyway, and, and I, I, I mean, I think you can suss this out from some of the readings and stuff. Uh, it, it's a, a demon's a supernatural, malevolent being. It's not a spirit of a dead person. Yeah, no, you cannot, no matter um, how much Black Sabbath you listen to, ever achieve demonness. They, in, in, in virtually every culture who recognizes a, a, a being like a demon, they are eternal. They were here way before us. They'll be here way after us fighting their eternal war with the light. Yeah. And we just get chewed <laughs> up and with flossed us. with in yeah. the middle. <laughs> Uh, your, your friend Ken might might appreciate this some, especially from the H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, one example that that almost toes the line of, of ghostdom is a ghoul. Um, you oh yeah, know, that's it's Arabic in origin. Uh, it's it's not necessarily a ghost. It's it's more it's considered more a demon or a jinn. And one method to becoming a ghoul is uh, eating the flesh of a corpse. And, uh, you eat that, you die, you're yeah. cool. And one even further is a ghast, which it's someone that dies in the act of cannibalism. And that's sort of like a, so you a just super choke, ghoul. Just choke on some meat? Sure. Hi, I want to be a ghoul, because I'm tired of this whole human thing. Well, welcome to the morgue, yeah. first of all. All right, now you're going to then advise me, listen, you're gonna want, you're gonna, your instinct is going to be to carefully chew each bite. Don't do it. No. If... You are able to die in the act of eating this flesh. You will rise up to be like middle management in, mm-hmm. in Ghoul Cup. We'll start you out at uh, yeah. probably eighty grand a year. And, oh man, um, is it cheating if you're eating? Money. If you're like, you got the noose around your neck, you're standing on the on the stool, and you've got a you've got a big handful of dead flesh. Is it cheating if you off yourself while it? Does it have to accidentally happen? Is it coincidence? We'll give you a hand. Well, we can give you a hand there. We're, okay. We, we've got a boot to kick the... All right. So I haven't done it myself. I, 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 I'll be facing the other way. I won't even know you're there. I won't even know. Okay. I won't even know. Maybe you won't do it. Maybe. Yeah. I guess you'll just have to eat yeah. and find out. Right. Okay. Eat yeah. that flesh. So that's how it works, people. <laughs> so there you go, Shay. Uh, we also have from our friend uh, Todd Edwards, how do ghosts work? Well, basically... Uh, They're like magnets. We... we <laughs> Like ghosts repel each other. Yeah, uh, we, we I think we covered that early on. I think that's what, what this that's what this is. This is how ghosts work. Uh, and he says, "What if someone just wanted to be an apparition?" This kind of goes back to: Does a ghost have a choice of being a yeah. ghost? And, and you can't really pin that down. You know, I I feel like the further you get on that scale towards intelligence, mm-hmm. the more likely it is you chose to be there. Yeah, I would say in terms of an apparition. 
I don't know that apparitions have as much choice because they're right. they're more the residual stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. so yeah, I think the more choice you get, the more you have to assume that there was a decision made. Yeah. Our friend Mel says, is being a ghost a matter of choice or is yeah. that person simply trapped? So we just, I think... I think you can go either way. Uh, also, what's the scariest real life ghost story you've heard? I, I'm i going to I'm gonna defer back to the spectral hands on the highway for that one. That That is a good one. I... I have a hard time thinking of like the what I consider to be like the scariest ghost story. Yeah. Um, I personally, I don't really believe in ghosts. Okay. So I, I don't find them, I find them interesting. It's fun to, to discuss, but mm-hmm. I don't really believe in them. And I'll tell you why. I think that if by any, however you cut it, however a soul remains trapped in this plane, there have been enough people that have died on this planet for us to be hip deep in ghosts sure. all the time. No matter what the, the number is, whatever the statistical significance is, if it's just people who die by uh, by violence, <laughs> who didn't die by violence a thousand years ago? Yep. You know, there's not a lot of, like, Alzheimer's cropping up in, in 1222 B.C. You know, it's, people are dying violently all the time. We, yeah. Every war, everything. So for that reason alone, that's my litmus for why I do not believe in ghosts. Also because I sleep better because sometimes I freak myself out before I go to sleep. <laughs> So, so no, no real ghost stories uh, to tell from because uh, uh, you know I, I find different ghost stories interesting, but no, I, there's not. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite, but I can say this: in two weeks, I will. Oh, oh. and you guys out there with your headphones on and your computers open and, and your Buster Browns and, and your, your forward-facing feet. <laughs> You guys are going to get a, a an earful of <laughs> of some uh, some choice ghost stories yeah. for Hollowmas this yeah, year. Exactly. So you keep your pants on and and uh, and wait for that. Exactly. You're not going to be sleeping in the month of November. <laughs> uh, one more I've got here, and I don't even know if I can answer this, but I have a friend who uh, I know he doesn't drink, but sure looks like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have a hard time telling it. <laughs> Friend Brendan says, are a ghost friends, Casper, can a ghost want sex? How do the letter U spell poalthergesed, how am ghost? I'll just, uh, I'll just answer that with... Static? You spell it as poltergeist. Yeah, it's spelled poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> Thunder sound. Yeah, you earned it. Now, actually, uh... My uncle, Larry, was able to actually shine some light on this area, although he wasn't meaning to, but uh, turns out Casper is a ghost. Oh. He's a very friendly ghost. And, little known fact, his last name is McFadden. He's right. Scottish. Wow. Um, and uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was maybe Louis C.K. who pointed out that, or no, it's, uh, or was it Aziz Ansari pointed out that uh, Casper is the ghost of a child. That's true. And no one ever really discusses how that child died, because that's pretty dark for a kid's show. He's, yeah. like, a, he's like a dead nine-year-old. I guess in the uh, Christina Ricci version, he's already dead, right? Yeah. Or do they tell how he died? Maybe they tell how he died. I Is can that tell an origin you. story? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, his last name is McFadden. He's totally a ghost, and I'm glad that we have discussed him, because he deserves a place in this discussion. We had a listener uh, who who listened to the Hollow Earth episode in its entirety. Oh, ding, 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 ding. We ding, have ding, a winner! And even provided us a pun with it. No. Yeah, we got oh. a Hollow Earth pun. <laughs> that is a certificate with a gold star. 
the pun is Hollow Man, an awful movie that doesn't exist in Hollow Earth. <laughs> Probably because it's uh, paradise. Yeah, exactly. Because everything there is great. So how on earth? If you bring a DVD, it just melts as you cross the Mercator. Uh, uh, well, let's get to the puns. Yep. All right. Do you want to start, or do you want me to? Uh, I'll start. I'll start one. I got one. I hope you. I hope you buckled in for this one. Um, Banshees to Men is a uh, an eternal uh, pop group that uses mostly acapella. To welcome the recently dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm I couldn't really even well say that in normal volume. Did you hear? Like, it was even trailing off myself. <laughs> yeah. I will well for you <laughs> if you want me to. I've got a curtain and blinds store uh-huh. called Fetch Me Some Shades. Oh, all right, all right. I will. I, I'll see you fetch me some shades with. In an effort to reduce uh, food costs and uh, in the wake of the scandal regarding its meat, Taco Bell will now be materializing out of thin air the all-new Chitulpa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Man, think of the cost savings. Yeah, but the hard thing is to, you know, you got to fly a guy from Tibet all the way. One-time fee, though. Yeah. And then he's just That's making chitulpas. <laughs> I mean, they're no longer in his control. Yeah. No, no longer in his control, but in your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, and I've got a homeopathic medicine shop called the Poultusgeist. I'm going to throw a pen at your face. <laughs> We've just been destroyed by by time. Yeah, time's tough. Lots uh, to talk about, but you know what? That's fine. That's that's what happens when you're hitting the tough questions. No one has ever tried to figure out ghost taxonomy, and and we wanted uh, we wanted to involve uh, our, our our friends and, and absolutely listeners, and, and, and we win with that. Holy crap! Thank you to everyone yeah. who replied or gave us. I mean. We can't really name all of you, mostly because I'm not entirely sure you want to be named. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Ken went over the top, so he just gets that. that He has no choice. And also my Uncle Larry. <laughs> but you know what? It was, it was amazing. Thank you so much for your emails. There will be MS paint certificates for yes. people who claim to have listened to the totality. And, and we'll know if you don't. That's all right. Yeah, we will know if there you did not listen to it. Yeah. Uh, we'll know if you didn't listen to all that. So those will be forthcoming. And I've decided that we're going to make those collector's items. Those those MS Paint digital like certificates. Uh, so you have until December 5th to claim. That's 60 days almost. So that's, that's a goodly while. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of time to claim your <laughs> Hollow Earth certificate. Yeah. Beginning to end. I, I lost two hours of my life, and all I got is this lousy MS Paint certificate. <laughs> but there will be more. Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. like little e- Easter eggs. Yeah. And uh, if you collect them all, then something might yeah. reference Pokemon. Exactly. If you put them all together and flip through it, it makes a little stick figure that bursts into flames. That's not going to happen, but that's an example yeah, of. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. think it through. So, yeah, so, so there you go. Keep uh, keep the emails coming. Keep uh, the Facebook stuff coming. I, I think it was 
fun to, to post on our uh, uh, Facebook page and say, yeah, what do you, what do you guys yeah. want to know about this Bring stuff? the heat so, onto us. So we and, might uh, keep trying that. Yeah, don't be afraid to like us on the, on the Facebook. And, don't be afraid and, to and follow hit us our up. Twitter account. Yeah, and our individual pages because we're all very interesting people. That's true. So uh, to make a, a long story long, I'm David Floor. David Stecco. This has been Blurry Photos. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Is that your damn amygdala? <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha